You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Wednesday, October 24th, and Beam, I finally feel like I'm crawling out of the dark hole yeah. that I was in since Saturday night. Look, I, it's over. It's done with. We can't do anything about it. Of we can't not. do anything about these injuries. We can't do anything about all these other floating stories around Ohio State. It's time for them and us as fans to lock in on what is to come next. But before we get into all that, national championship perspective, Big Ten East perspective, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm with you. It's uh, It's been a slow climb, I think, out of that hole. It was like... Uh, and it was like the dark night. It was like when Bane takes over the city and uh, Christian Bale is stuck in that stuck in that hole. You know, it's like you just got to get out. You got to find a way to right. get out, man. You got to try and try and try and find a way to get out. And I think the first two days of this week we spent um, really just you know airing grievances. And this is what happens, Maddie. This is a team. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. It has the championship aspirations. Yep. They have the roster to do it. They have the talent on the field to do it. They have the coaching staff to do it. Now it's about finding answers. We spent the past two days grieving, talking about what the problems were, and I think now is the time to really try and dive into what needs to be fixed and how you fix it. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% on that. And look, it's a, it's something to where we found out yesterday, Urban on the Big Ten teleconference, yep. he kept his coordinators here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. They're going to get locked in and try to figure this thing out as best as they can. I know some people are listening will saying, well, why weren't they putting in all this effort uh, before this bad stuff started happening? Look, I'm sure they were grinding as much as they can. I think now they just want to put in some overtime to make sure something like this doesn't happen ever again, especially um, this season. So, I think what we should do today, because now yesterday we talked about the Heisman with Dwayne, and now we could talk more about the big picture stuff, because when you do have the one loss like this, there's no doubt about it, being that we know this can haunt you. Sure. Because yeah. we saw it happen it yesterday with la- Iowa. And it haunted you last year. You can run the table, yep. and the committee can look at that loss and say a championship-caliber team should not be able to lose a game like right. that on the road. And also, remember, this isn't just the one-game thing. This, they are going to look at the first seven games before Purdue and say, well, defensively, they have been really bad all year long. There's been some teams that they shouldn't be allow, uh, be allowing to give up big plays. That's been happening to Ohio State all season long. So now – you have to be able to swallow that pill and also realize that your season isn't dead when it comes to possibly contending for a national championship, right? Because that's definitely still in play. And I think the biggest step that they need to take first is just winning the Big Ten East because you do control your own destiny that way. And here's the thing. You run the Big Ten East, Beeman, and you get to Indy, and let's say you do face an Iowa, possibly a Purdue Wisconsin, or something like that, whoever, Wisconsin, yeah. and you smack them in the mouth, you look dominant in that game, especially if you get Purdue again. Like That's right. in play with them in the West. They can get to Indy um, and be the West representative. If you get a hold of them and you wipe the floor with them in Indy, that can change how things go. So not all is lost. It just, for me personally, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen this year because now you don't control, from the national perspective of things, you don't control that stuff. So you have to be scared of the Alabamas and the Notre Dames. And the Notre Dame team, I think, is the one team that can really make things funky because with them being undefeated and their their schedule looking better and better, especially that Michigan game now with the way Michigan's uh, sure. cranking things up. Even though it's going to get weird for Ohio State, but 
you handle your business, you're definitely going to have a shot. Yeah, absolutely. You just and you know going back to what you said uh, first, and that is keeping the coaching staff here. You know the reason uh, why they're putting in overtime this week is because you heard Urban Meyer talk on the teleconference yesterday. Is you know if you're in a game week, you have you give the guys Mondays off. They come in a little bit on Sunday. They get treatment. They do a little bit of conditioning. They get the the day of Monday off. So sure. that's good for them. They get to relax, uh, unwind a little bit, and then Tuesday and Wednesday are spent for game prep. Uh, and then Thursday is, you know, a a, a slight more of a walkthrough. Yep. And then Friday is total walkthrough. Let's uh, shut this thing down before we ramp it up uh, the next day. So this week, I'm sure that Ohio State is focusing on their own scheme. Tuesday and Wednesday are the big days to put in a game plan Thursday and Friday. Like I said, you kind of shift that sucker down into first gear and you coast into the weekend. So this week, I'm sure over there at the Woody Hayes facility, uh, they're absolutely looking at scheme. They're looking at uh, linebackers playing so close to the line of scrimmage. That cost them on Saturday, I thought. Uh, they didn't give their guys space to yeah. move, space to run. But yeah, from the national perspective, Maddie, you look at you know Alabama. They're, they're a wrecking ball right now. There's sure. absolutely no doubt. It's college football. They can go down. All right, We see it on any given week that any team can beat anybody. That's the way college no football lo- works, and that's why every single person uh, in this country, they, they absolutely love it. You can't get enough of it. Uh, you look at that Notre Dame team. A Notre Dame team, when they made the transition to Ian Book, thought it has been fantastic for them. Uh, I know they've had a couple of close games against Vandy. Uh, they had a close one but a couple that's of weeks happen. ago. Yeah, and uh, it's going to happen. It's college football, man. It's not about you know close wins, close losses. It's all about can you get to the next week right. by staying undefeated. And this is something we haven't seen in the college football playoff just yet uh, with Notre Dame and how that can throw a wrinkle into things, not being technically in a conference even though they play a lot of ACC teams. So, yeah, you look at them. You look at Clemson. They're just coming off a bye week uh, a couple weeks ago. Got a win. They're all good. They're fine. They seem to be coasting a little bit. Uh, The ACC is not very good, so you'd have to think that their road is open for them. And then Oklahoma just went in and smacked TCU. uh, Smacked TCU all around. So you have four teams right now who are undefeated still uh, in Power 5 or when you include Notre Dame in that. And those are the the four teams right now that do control their own destiny. If they win out, if they win those things, like their tickets are punched to the college football playoff. Now, what you have to do as an Ohio State fan, you have to root for madness. You have to cheer for chaos. And every every year it happens, we see five, six teams enter the last portion of the season undefeated. All hell breaks loose. You just saw Ohio State go down this weekend uh, against Purdue. All right, so it's going to happen, Maddie. I think Ohio State's main focus at the time being, and I think Ohio State's fans' main focus shouldn't be on the national teams. What is Alabama doing? What's Clemson doing? The main focus should be, listen, you have a bye week, and then you play Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And take on Nebraska, and you go into that game, and that should be thought number one for you. Don't even think about Sparty. Don't even think about Michigan. Don't think Maybe about Harbaugh. Think about Don't Maryland. think about D'Antonio. Don't think about Maryland. Nothing. Yeah. Do not think anything else right now other than fixing your scheme, fixing your offensive line, fixing your defensive backs and your linebacking core, and get that sucker going and shut down a Nebraska team that has not been very good. I know that Martinez has been very good as a freshman when he's been playing. They got their first win of the year against Mm -hmm. Minnesota last weekend. All right, good for them. Good for Scott Frost. But listen, you're a one-win college football team. You're coming into the horseshoe. Ohio State needs to go out and dominate this game uh, next Saturday at the horseshoe. So I think that's their that should be the number one priority of Ohio State, the players, the coaches, fans, everything, is do what the task in front of you says to do. Go beat Nebraska. Yeah, because That's if, the main focus. I'll tell you what, you continue to roll out this defense 
against Adrian Martinez with the mind of Scott Frost. That can get you into some trouble. Sure. And you got J.D. Spielman out there. I mean, these are guys that are going to be able to make plays. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm with you, man. This should be a singular focus every single day about how do we get better because there are glaring holes on both sides of the ball now. It used to be at the first half of the season, this was a straight defensive problem. Yep. Now it's you got the defensive problems that are still the same, and the running game is an issue. Before we take a quick break here, I wanted to mention what Notre Dame, uh, what the rest of their schedule looks like. So you're home against Navy, at Northwestern, Navy home against always Florida gives State. Trouble. Yeah, anybody, really. That's yep. a tricky game. At Northwestern, home against Florida State, home against Syracuse. Now look, if that game was in Syracuse with yeah, what Dino, Dino Babers, Babers yeah. has got cooking up there and how confident his team plays every week for him, that would get interesting. Then they do play at USC. Now look, JT Daniels, their freshman, is banged up right now, but there is not a lot of scary teams ahead of Notre Dame right now on their schedule. I mean, this thing right now is looking like they're going to be able to run the table, and that's going to get weird. Also with Michigan State and Michigan, if you're an Ohio State fan – and I'm always not a big advocate of this, but you need those guys to continue to win until they play you. Sure. Because now you need that help from inside the division to bolster your schedule even more, especially now with the way the TCU losses win is looking. That's not looking way. You got Turpin getting kicked off the team sure. now, which is really weird. And now Penn State has looked like a pretty average team since you've played them. So, no, what we'll do is we'll take a break, come back, play some Irvin sound from his teleconference yesterday, and we'll talk about how Pro Football Focus is looking at some of these guys and where their draft stock is right now now as we're more than halfway through the season. I want to let you know about Vivid Seats, right? We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in a crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the se- in the section and row of your choice. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. As a new customer of Vivid Seats, go check our folks out at Vivid Seats right now. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so we've talked a ton about the defense. I think I want to hear this clip from Urban about the running game because now I think, Beam, there is such a growing sense of urgency from the fans, and there should be a growing sense of urgency from this team to get this going because we know What's coming down the line with some of these defenses, you have to have a confident running game against those guys. Against those guys, Because if you don't, Michigan State and Michigan are going to dominate those games. It's going to happen, especially with Michigan uh, not having Rashawn Gary right now. Right. And with the way they looked in Possibly East Lansing. Possibly not for the rest of the year. We don't know. Exactly. That's all up in the air. And you still got Winovich, who's an absolute beast. Yep. You got Devin Bush that's going to be flying all over the place. Yep. And they've got the number one pass defense. So this thing has to get fixed. Here's Urban on the teleconference yesterday. Right. That's, uh, you know, I have to say we spent, you know, at least 12 hours on that yesterday. And that's something that uh, that's the focus for the next two weeks. And that has to happen. Take advantage of our backs and and our backs, you know, we've got to run through some tackles a little more aggressively. And but we got to, you know, we got to, that's something that has to happen. Like Coach Studewara, the offensive line coach, mm-hmm. it should have got personal in that room. On Sunday morning, yeah, right, because now it's to the point where you you don't have true freshmen out there on the line. You got to go in there and check your ego at the door, look yourself in the mirror as an offensive line unit, and say we're not getting it done, not even close to getting it done. Two point nine a carry, we're seeing three point one a carry. Like 
the running backs may be missing some assignments. Sure, that's going to happen. We don't study all the film every single play. But for the majority of the time, you can have an average running back, and if your O-line's throwing people out of the club, your running back's going to look really good. And right now, I know Ohio State's got two really good running backs. I know that. But right now, this offensive line is not doing what they're supposed to do. And the sad part is, is they got off off to a, such a good start beam at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We thought this was going to be a strong suit. We really didn't see any holes offensively. And this came out of nowhere, and now teams are really starting to get in the trenches and get after this offensive line of J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. Another thing I mentioned a couple weeks ago, if I think your running backs are having trouble getting momentum north and south, let's run a little pistol action, right? Let's run a little get pistol action, mo. get him some mo, get him some momentum, getting to that line of scrimmage. Because I, I believe when J.K. and Mike Weber get to that line of scrimmage in the second level, that's when those guys become really, really dangerous. J.K.'s a little bit more shiftier than Mike. Mike's a little bit of that hammer back, but they both can get it done, and they both have home run speed. I think, Beam, this is paramount for these guys to come out next week against Nebraska and say, we're going to impose our will on you because it has to happen. If it doesn't, I'm telling you, they're going to have three losses this year. That's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be so imperative for Ohio State to find their running game, and one of the biggest things – you know, if you rewind the clocks back eight to ten years, Maddie, uh, the big thing was that the spread offense would never work in the Big Ten. You know, this was just it was a, a conference that was built on nasty defenses, yep. power eye formations, single back formations, run the ball three yards in a cloud of dust. Yes, sir. Uh, that's what it was built on. And so now you see this Urban Meyer offense, which has had great success. All right. I'm not saying anything against the guy. He still has single losses. Single-digit losses at Ohio State, all right? The guy is a, a, an amazing, amazing coach. He is a great talent evaluator when it comes to players and coaches. But what Greg Strujawa needs to do and get in that offensive line room, get in that offensive meeting room, and chastise your guys, yeah. all right? Get back there and make sure your guys are motivated right. every single play yes. because you should like you should take offense to that the fact that your offensive line with the two running backs the two horse stable that you have back out there yeah. has not been able to get anything going on the ground and I'm telling you, I, I, I played offensive line my entire life all right when that happens when you know you're getting attacked at the line of scrimmage and you're getting pushed back three four yards it doesn't come down to scheme no. or running to the outside or running to the edges. It comes down to a will to work and a will to win the line of scrimmage. No I am going to be stronger than you. I'm going to put you flat on your ass, and I am going to beat you every single play. And yeah. that's where that mindset comes. And it just seems like so much that Ohio State cannot flip that script from dropping back on their heels as an offensive lineman to then all of a sudden accelerating and firing off the ball and pushing guys out there. And I would take offense to it if I'm an offensive lineman on this team by saying this is just downright embarrassing. Yeah. With these two running backs, we have this quarterback, we have this wide receiver room who is doing everything right for the most part. 95% of the time these They've guys are on their X's yep. and O's, their P's and Q's, anything you want to say. They are doing fantastically and I just I, I didn't see it coming for the life of me the fact that Ohio State would rank in the middle of the NCAA in rushing yards all year and maybe I thought of that because the passing offense was going to be so good but not for the lack of a running game and right. you just can't get anything going on the ground you need to get in there have the right mindset work on everything you can maybe do some extra reps in the weight room whatever try and get a little is. bit stronger whatever it is you need to have some competitions uh in practice and really evaluate do we have the right people starting at offensive line who's gonna want it who wants to beat the man it's a will. in front of them it's a want to right now ohio state 66th in the country oh, in, man. in yards per attempt mm. at 4.4 4. 
That is unacceptable. Yep. That's unacceptable. It is. And those guys can't be mad at anybody but themselves. You can't. Because of what you said, it's not scheme. It's not let's get JK out. No, it's you get in there in your three-point stance and you move bodies. Are you right. going to get beat every once in a while? Of course. But not to the extent that we've seen them getting beat consistently over the last handful of games. Here's Urban talking about getting that defense fixed. The same 12 hours was spent yesterday doing that and having those conversations and working through that. and. And you can't uh, really have any scheme conversation during the year, uh, during the season, because you only have practice Tuesday and Wednesday, and then you go play the game. So this gives us a chance to evaluate. And if we want to work on things, work on it, obviously, this weekend, next week. Well, uh, I didn't love hearing that, that they're not really trying to change things up schematically. Did that bother you at all hearing that right there? Like, I understand what he's saying about practice time and all that. But to me, as a fan, I don't want to hear that we're not going to be seeing much change after the bye week because they don't have uh, the necessary amount of time. Right, Beam? Am I overreacting to that? Because yeah. I really think that change, there needs to be change. I think when you look at the defense, I think there needs to be a systematic change. Uh, you saw so many times, and I know I said it in the first segment too, but how many times did you see the linebackers literally playing a yard off the line of scrimmage, two yards off the line of scrimmage? These aren't guys, Maddie, that you have out there. Um, these aren't guys who are... You know, the linebackers of old, the guys who sit there in the middle and just go and hit people. These are, you know, athletes that you have your linebacking core. You have Pete Werner, who is a transition safety. That guy can fly around the field. You have yeah. Tough Borland, a guy that can move around. Baron Browning, Malik Harrison, all these guys, you know, are fast. Um, but what they're lacking right now is the physicality. Maybe you can change some of that scheme up. Maybe you can work in some of the zone defense a little bit more. But as far as Urban Meyer, uh, I don't know if he was necessarily talking about the entire team scheme. I think the offensive scheme is just fine. It goes, yeah. it goes back to just the will to wanting to beat your man. And it all starts up front with that offensive line because you know I talk so much about confidence. How much confidence plays a role right. in winning games. With anything you do in life, if you go into your job and you're confident every single day, then guess what? More than likely you're going to succeed about someone uh, instead of someone who is down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. If they're feeling sorry for themselves, listen, you got you got beat. You got whooped against the Purdue get team. Get off the mat and start swinging again. Come on. Get up. Get off the canvas yeah. and let's go. It's over. You lost the game. You don't control your own destiny anymore. And so that group needs to be chastised. But I don't think it's a necessarily an offensive scheme issue. I think the offense is putting up yards through the air. It just all starts up front with that offensive line and wanting to get your offense in a good position. Get your running backs the holes that they so much desire. Give your quarterback time instead of hitting a you know a 10-yard slant to K.J. Hill. Maybe instead he can find a deep ball to you know Terry McLaurin or uh, Paris Campbell, somebody like that. And I don't think it's necessarily a scheme issue. I just think it goes back to wanting to find a will and a way to win. And if that means up opening you know competitions for different roster spots, then all right, it let's do it, it because you're talented. We talk about it all the time. It's next man up mentality. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? If you're not playing up to the level that an Ohio State defense and Ohio State offense wants to play up to, then we got dogs. We got dogs ready to that go. Are ready we to got play. dudes that are foaming on the mouth that were four or five star recruits that want to play. Right. And if you're not going to come out and show the effort, then we don't need you out here. Before Beam touched about Sling TV, Ohio State right now ranked 108th in pass defense oh, in the man. country. 108th. 
That being the Ohio State Buckeyes. Beam, let them know about Sling TV, that please. is no good, Matt. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never watch and you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. You can stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you live TV that you love, except it's better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. So Pro Football Focus, great site if you're into the kind of analytical stuff, mm-hmm. number-wise. Not I, the humanalytics. Not the humanalytics like my man AR talks about. But, no, you definitely, if you're into that stuff, go check out Pro Football Focus. NFL stuff, college stuff, they've got it all covered, even fantasy football stuff. They do it all over there. But I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was fairly interesting when you talk about um, just some of the draft-eligible guys and how the NFL is viewing these guys now that, now that we're a very large portion of the season now that that's in the book. So the number one guy on Pro Football Focus's board right now is still Nick Bosa. Yep. And that's not surprising to me. No. And, and it's not going to surprise me at all if Goodell comes out in the spring and with the number overall pick, the Niners, the Bills, whoever it is, they're going to take Nick Bosa because this guy is going to be that good. He's dangerous and he will be healthy um, come combine time, come pro day, all that stuff. He's going to be ready to go, and that's all they're going to need to see, Beam, is that stuff. Is he healthy? Because the tape doesn't lie. They know this cat's going to get to the NFL and wreck some things. Number 15 on their list is Draymond Jones. Now, this is just first-round players. If they were doing the first round, that's what this would be. Draymond Jones comes in at 15. Uh, He went up two spots after week three from reading this. He was 17th last week, so it's good to see him progressing. You and I know how elite he is and how, um, you know, just how important that is interior pass rushing position is, yeah. especially oh, yeah. in the NFL. That's big. And then the last guy, the bucket that they have in the first round of the draft was today, it would be Dwayne uh, at 23. So that's something that we will talk about a ton down the line. But these are three guys that we've known all year long, Beam, are going to be vital to this team. Now, one of them obviously is gone. But you do have a leader on defense, and the most important position on the field is a guy that's going to play on Sundays and make a ton of plays. And a lot of people in the NFL think really highly of these guys. So the lack of talent is not an issue right now for Ohio State. You have guys that really, really can do some damage. They just need to figure this thing out. And when you look at a guy like Draymond Jones, he's a guy that should be grabbing guys by the throat over there and saying, this isn't acceptable. It's not acceptable because he's going to ride out under the sunset and make millions of dollars, but I have to imagine he's a guy that's going to want to leave Ohio State being a part of a silver silver bullet defense. They have a chance to change that beam, but this is a guy I really can I think they can count on to be a good leader and get this thing right on track. Me too. You you said it exactly. You hit the nail right on the head is that the lasting memory I'm sure for Draymond Jones doesn't want to be uh, a pass defense that's ranked 108th, 106th in the country whatever you just said. I've already blacked that out uh from my memory. Yeah, it's been should. so yeah, poor. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, and it all comes back down, you know, to that room, Maddie, and it all comes down to the meeting rooms and the coaching staff. Listen, this is a coaching staff that's one of the highest paid, highest rated, highest ranked, highly sought after coaching staffs in America, in college football. Urban Meyer handpicks these guys. He hand assembles these guys every year to go and win national championships, Big Ten championships, everything like that. Listen, the whole season's still in front of them. All right, It's still in front of them. I know that we had overreaction Monday and Tuesday. This is a team that... It's not about talent. You're 100% right. It is not about the lack of talent on this team. We know that these, this team has all of the talent in the world. They can stack up against Bama as far as talent-wise 
any day of the week. It all comes down to systematic change, systematic coaching, and how you can clean things up on the defensive side and on the offensive side. Special teams is no exception either. Get your stripes on special teams. Earn your way into the starting 11 on defense or offense. So this is a huge imperative week for Ohio State with the coaching staffs. All of the coaches need to be on the same page. Hopefully there's no infighting going on there about systematic differences. You know that Urban uh, is over there cracking the whip saying, listen, we need to get this thing fixed. This is not an Ohio State football program right now where we need it to be. Um, And so you just, you look at that coaching staff, Maddie, and I think that too is that you have, you have these players who are so talented and you need to motivate them. You yeah. need to tell them, give them a history lesson. Listen, man, you're playing for the Ohio State Buckeyes. You're wearing that scarlet and gray. you got those Buckeye leaves on your helmets. You're going out there in front of 105,000 fans every single week. Uh, you're putting on for the entire state of Ohio, Buckeye Nation. And so I think that's the biggest part is just motivating these players and making sure you're putting them in the 100% right schemes for them to succeed. And I think that's the biggest thing for Ohio State. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And look, this is huge. The bye week, they got to find a way to look in the mirror Yep. because it's not good enough. And if you can't be real with yourself, then you're not a real championship contending team, right? Because to me, it's easy to say, oh, you know what, we'll get this thing figured out. It will be okay. No. No, no, it's not acceptable. And like you said, it's all about leaving a legacy at Ohio State. And right now, those guys are doing that. So hopefully, we're going to leave a legacy one day. One day. Maybe. Didn't win the Mega Millions, though. So my legacy is not going to be about $600 million in my bank account. We're stuck. That's upsetting, but it's all right. It is upsetting. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. May have a little special guest in the house. Maybe somebody that roams Mm. the sidelines for the Buckeyes. That'll be what you got going on the rest of the day. Uh, get out that I got a I got a podcast with Bone and I who oh. hosts uh, Common Man and T Bone on the fan from three to six. We do a little soccer podcast. So I'm gonna hop on that, uh, do that with him. Talk everything. Hashtag Save the Crew. We got Alex yes, Fisher sir. coming up uh, on that of the Columbus Council. So it should be uh, should be a good day. Got that going on. Got an hour show tonight. And then I think I'm going to settle in tonight and watch some baseball. Yeah, I'm going to lock into game two. I'll be going back and forth between that and the league pass, which is the best thing I bought for myself and probably forever because, I mean, just me being able to watch any NBA game when I want. You're in heaven, man. Man, I am in heaven. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast. Peace.